There was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable people to see if we could become something more. So when they needed us, we could fight the battles that they never could. And there came a day, a day unlike any other, when Earth's mightiest heroes and heroines found themselves united against a common threat. On that day, the Avengers were born, to fight the foes no single superhero could withstand. Through the years, their roster has prospered, changing many times, but their glory has never been denied. Heed the call, then, for now, the Avengers assemble. Welcome, everyone, to The Marvelists, the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. I'm Peter Melnick. And I'm Eddie Wilson. And first off, before we get into this episode and introduce our special guest, we want to talk a little bit about how you can find us on that here social media. Go on Facebook at facebook.com slash The Marvelists. Give us a like ski on there. We're actually, as of this recording, on February 6, 2018. We are currently at... 396 likes we want to thank each and every one of you that has liked the show so far positive feedback and also to those people over on marvel studios at reddit thank you for the positive feedback thus far you can also find us on the twitter at the marvelists myself at peter melnick yourself myself at e wilson 959 you can also find us on instagram at the marvelists and finally you can also listen to us on iTunes, rate, review, and subscribe. Let people know about this here fine program. And when you do, be sure to give a five-star review. Let people know that this show rules. Share the hell out of this show, you know? And also, you can listen to us on Stitcher Radio. If iTunes isn't your bag, hey, you can stream it on all iOS and Android devices. We're also on other podcasting apps, I guess, with RSS feeds and all that other fun jibber-jabber. Stuff. Yeah, fun stuff and jibber-jabber. So, before we actually start talking about this here episode, we'd like to introduce our special guest. Eddie, you do the honors. I'd like to welcome a co-worker and fellow Marvel enthusiast who, I think since we're assembling a team, why not have a third for this episode? It's Trey Stone from 98.3 WSUL. Trey, thanks. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Good to have you here as we uh, go through on a triangular (laughs) (laughs) discussion of Marvel's The Avengers, the not penultimate, but first um, endpoint of uh, phase one of all these of all these movies. And our it's, other two guests are not here in spirit, but Black Widow and Hawkeye. So you know they're here somewhere. Uh, we've represented some of the figures here on on our table that you might have caught on the Facebook photo, but some representation, just a little, just a hair. That's right. The rotation changes, just as the real quote unquote original team. So now, Eddie, today's movie is going to be the Avengers. But before we end up getting into that, let's talk about. The recent announce or recent trailer for the Avengers, not this one, obviously. We're not going back in time, although that would be kind of funny. Sure, hilarious. But at the super, my car up to eighty eight. If you want me to, I just <laughs> well, I mean, it just doesn't go back in time. And the police tend to yell at me when I do. How strong is that flux capacitor, though? Uh, 
it's 21. Fine. It's just I don't I don't have my Mr. Fusion. It's not working too good. <laughs> the 21. You need 21 gigawatts, right? 1.21. One I don't know how they found me, but they found me. <laughs> the Libyans. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> there's a flashback already. Very good. Heck yeah, I got the power of love. Anyway. <laughs> Great Scott. And then we just quote the whole movie for like the rest of the episode, all like about two hours or so, you know. <laughs> anyway, um... what happened to the Avengers? <laughs> But since at the Super Bowl this year, we ended up getting a about 30-something second long uh, teaser for Avengers Infinity War. Guys, I like the trailer, or teaser, whatever the hell it was. We, it, it was it was footage, new footage, yeah, to, you know, quell our need for this film. But I dug it. I liked seeing what I saw with Grimace, you know, Thanos. He actually had on the side of his face, and it's a bit of discussion right yeah, now. Yeah, He's got, like, these scars, and... Do, do, do you know what he's talking Did you say it? Or? The su- well, I there's, know there's, the there's lines. four lines on the side of his face. Okay, no, I didn't see that as, as well, it's obviously as three. the... And oh, great. The, I, the lines that go down from his chin I recognize as scroll-like, yeah. but not, not on the no, side. No, 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 it's on his cheek. Okay. It's, it's going down his... And people aren't realizing they're on the other side as well, but... Wolverine. That's the very thing that's, I was going to say. I've OMG. seen that. OMG. It could be, it could be, and then other people are saying it's Cap that did it, you know. But personally, with the new apparatus that he has in Infinity War that extends <laughs> on his arm, I don't know. Is that, is that is that a shield update? I mean, the I, I, the, the circular thing, shield, not shield, the. Uh, yeah, I saw like the uh, they just released images of the uh, Infinity War set of Marvel Legends figures, and it's a shield, but it's like it's a weird looking shield, and I like it. I actually <laughs> yeah. really like it. it looks so like it's made a collapsible a weapon <laughs> kind of thing. Honestly, he like for that character, he needs something like that, yeah. and I'm kind of calling it now. We are going to see him pass these movies because we need to see him return to that shield, the original shield. Okay. So, All right. Well, hopefully. Yeah. I'm calling it now. Whether he keeps the goatee or not is another story. It's hey, a different he, look. You know, it's a change. It's okay. Very nomadish of him. changes, you know. He's like a nomad, if you will. Oh, that. Uh, yes, indeed. We covered that, didn't we, last episode? Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah, so they're going on saying that it might be Wolverine that does this. It might be uh, Cap. might be so-and-so. I have a theory, and it kind of fits in with the character based on her history in the comics, but I know who caused the scar if it was the Joker. No. Um, Squirrel Girl. Wow. I'm dead serious when I say this. Squirrel Girl. man. That would be awesome. Because she's beaten Deadpool. She's beaten Thanos. She's beaten Galactus. I mean, if we have to go to someone, it's going to be Squirrel Girl, and it's going to be in the form of, like, she's going to be part of New Warriors, I believe, from what I've heard on uh, Freeform. And supposedly these shows are going to be tying into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Does anybody jo- watch Freeform, though? Eh, they have marathons of movies, I guess. Harry Potter? That's yeah. one. I'm not even sure what channel it is. It used to be ABC Family, and it used to be, before that, Fox Family, and before that, the Family, <laughs> family Channel. channel. Okay, so, I think yeah. in some realms it's uh, 34. 34, yeah. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. In a galaxy Local far, here. far away. <laughs> yes. But yeah, so... I'm I'm thinking that's what it's gonna be, you know. Maybe like it's gonna be over the topness of it, but that would be a fun surprise. Squirrel Girl rules. She's like one of my all-time favorite characters. Ugh. We need something like that because the Marvel universe is very light-hearted with their take on these characters. But I feel that Squirrel Girl would amp that up to eleven, and I don't mind. I really don't mind. So can't go there. Got to put the brakes on it somewhere. Sorry. Squirrel Girl, more power to you, I guess. Oh, come on. Squirrel nuts Girl rules. To you. I don't know. What a... <laughs> no, no, it would definitely be an interesting... It would, I... it would be a swerve that nobody would see coming. Oh, yeah. 
But and again, I, having Hugh Jackman you know just show up just for one scene would be pretty. Man, if that happened. I would be 110% down for that. I want to see huge jacked man back, you know, in the role. <laughs> but just just a, just like a, a first class cameo, just a quick little line and maybe a scrap. Yeah. I I loved his cameo in first class. I, that is still my favorite character. <laughs> Could we introduce oh. <laughs> So the trailer overall had me a lot more hyped than I've been in a long time for a Marvel movie because last time I was really this hyped for a Marvel movie was, I want to say, Guardians Volume 2. Because Okay, well, that wasn't too, too long ago. It wasn't too long ago, but then you have that lull between, you know, two films that everyone's hyped about, Spider-Man Homecoming, and as a diehard Spider-Man fan, wasn't that interested. Which is funny because I've seen Uncle Ben shot more times than 50 Cent. And... <laughs> Well, it's like how many times could you see Batman's parents die? Ex- it's, it's... I'm trying to think. Uh, cue my hammer there and get the lightning again. Thor, Jesus. speaking of, yeah, I wasn't that excited about Thor Ragnarok when it was you know, getting ready to come out. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, with overall with the trailer, I got to say, I, I am more hyped for it. Yeah. I'm definitely more hyped. And I'm also hyped very much so for the film that we're going to talk about next as well, Black Panther. And Black Panther, I got to say, right now, as of, again, as of this recording, February 6th, it is currently on the Rotten Tomatoes. Let's see. A little bit of uh, typing onto a computer as I do this, because I am ever so prepared. (laughs) He's multitasking. Leave him alone, damn it. Let's see. Let's see. How can they? They can't see. Now, Eddie, entertain the audience with with a song and dance routine. Do, 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 do. Come on, really? We're, we're, we're checking, we're looking, we're referencing. It's, it's running a... Uh, if a I t- could make the sound cat. of a computer, I'd be another extra in one of the Police Squad movies, I guess. Or police, police Academy? Academy. <laughs> police Squad was Alyssa Nielsen. Oh, well, oh, I miss you know, him. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of there. Imagine him now. in the Marvel Universe. <laughs> that would be cool. That would be awesome. He'd be like a great Uncle Ben. He was nothing related but, to Howard the Duck. Nothing but Pratt Falls. Which Howard the Duck, though? The one we got from Guardians or the one from George Lucas? Um, yeah. <laughs> so, let's no, see. You've never seen that one. You're lucky. Yeah, well, no, I do possess that, though. Oh, you do? Yeah. It's cost me 500 pennies, that's all. You spent 495 pennies. Five pennies too much. many. <laughs> So we're still, like, legit as we're recording this, still haven't been able to get this, but here we are. I'm trying on my phone with my amazing Verizon service. Oh, jeez. That's that's This podcast not brought to you by... (laughs) Black Panther is currently at 100% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Oof. It should be. And I'm kind of excited, like, even more so now than before, and I mean... The hype for this movie has been real. I've gone to New York City. I've gone to the Toys R Us over there by uh, Times Square. There are no whatsoever Marvel Legends figures left of Black Panther there. I saw nothing but a wall of Eric Killmongers, and I'm like, this is how it should be. This is awesome. I was loving seeing this. I'm like, because what it means is people care about this character. Five, ten years ago, I didn't know who Black Panther was. And now, you know, going into this and being more well-versed in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it's so rewarding seeing the feedback to this character. I've always liked Black Panther. I didn't know too much about him, but I've always liked him just because I always thought he looked cool. Yeah, it's a great-looking character. Yeah. And I would say, like, any, like, so for fans out there that want to get into this character, like, any uh, particular runs you guys recommend to the character to check out? Uh... 
Whatever you get your hands on really give yeah. you some insight into the character and stuff. I mean, if you want to go way back, you hit, what is it, that issue number 48 of Fantastic Four when you first showed up on Actually, the cover? Actually, 52. I just 52. read 52. Okay. I was in the neighborhood, I think. Getting mixed up with Galactus, I think. Yeah, Galactus and is 48. Yeah, 48. Okay. So first one there, and he had a cape on the cover also, but we ditched that pretty quick. But a couple of mini uh, mini series, limited series runs in the 80s, uh, which, of course, were later than his uh, jungle action the title that it came uh, under for most of that I think run in the in the 70s and then late and then just after that he got his own title for about 15 or so issues flirty and five minutes something like that and you can also get with that run the villain that's in there uh, claw right master of sound I believe is subtitle with those wacky guns yeah. but you also if you caught it too the um the true believers series yeah, uh, honoring, honoring so Jack many. Kirby and coming out with so many. But that is so great, though. I bought a lot of them, not only for myself to have fresher copies or whatever, or ones that were not only, of course, in color, but in the laminated style comic book pages instead of the newspapery yellow, prone to yellowing pages. And for a dollar, I mean, that's just unreal and terrific to have to have gotten that and get that reprint of... Black Panther number one with with Jack Kirby on the cover, and I was like King Solomon's Toad was the subject on on the front on the cover there, which we'll post when we do a Black Panther mashup and write up and so on, a podcast up, whatever the heck you want to call it. So, any of that stuff that you can get your hands on that would be great. Yes, he's been an Avenger for a certain time period, which I'm sure you could look up as far as what issue numbers and like that. So, yeah, whatever you can, whatever you can. Uh, even it was mentioned on the last episode of the Marvelous. He took over the Daredevil run. And yeah. maybe, Trey, you can tell me, tell us, and I didn't look this up because it was always Daredevil, the man without fear. It became Black Panther, I saw, I the went, man who kick your ass. I don't know what it was. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, um, it was another, you know. Yeah, I'm trying to think what it was. I thought it was the man without fear because I remember it I went. Was it Black Panther, the man without fear? I think it so. It might have been. They just substituted. Okay. Yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure on that, but it might have been. Yeah, because when I went to Midtown Comics this past weekend, I went there and I'm like, oh wow, they have the uh, Man Without Fear run of Black Panther. I'm like, oh cool. Then and there then was a later away. run of Black Panther in the early 2000s, and I think he was Christopher uh, Priest, with, which is phenomenal. Yeah, yes, the artwork on the covers alone, and I think what did he actually get married to or courted? Romance Storm. Aurora. Careful, hit you on the back for that one. Come out of that loop. I'm sorry, I'm the Fonz. Anyway. But yeah, so I think also I believe I recommend the current run of Black Panther going on right now by uh, Coates and just amazing stuff like some of the best Marvel stuff out there today. So, and then I'll of course you got to pay you know respect to the classics. Got to go with Jungle Action by Don McGregor and you yep. know Billy Graham, Rich Buckler, just amazing talent all the way around. Shout out to friend of the show Don McGregor. But anyway, so he's a good guy. Heck yeah, uh, heck yeah, he is. Well, you even get into part of the Black Panther series, and I forget which title, where it uh, is passed down to his his female relation, relative. Is it da- the daughter? Is it niece that for a time becomes a Black Panther? No, no. Not no. Here, no. I thought she took the same title. <laughs> really? Yeah. I've got the one on this? <laughs> OMG, Marvelous, we need you. We do. Tweet at us, The Marvelous, and mm-hmm. also at Peter Melnick to tell me that I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> so I don't know if I would give people on YouTube a chance to tell you you don't know. Uh, you YouTube or the internet in general. But. Lordy. I'm not making it up. There's a female Black Panther, at least for a limited time. 
might be. I, I think even before, of course, before the female Iron Man came into the fray, or in, uh, and even before Jane Foster, the female Thor, yes. Thormail. I kid you not. Thormail. Mm, I, tr- I tried with that one. I give myself an A for effort at least, you know. But, Ooh, Vanna, yeah. I need a vowel. And a shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the liquid, not the, not the uh, ammunition. But yeah, so overall, you know, with the feedback so far to Black Panther, just amazing. I wanted to ask, too, when we brought up the fact that it got 100 on the tomometer on Rotten Tomatoes, has there ever, has there been a movie, at least according to that resource, that's gotten such a high score? Yeah. I would imagine, yeah. There, I don't uh, know if you're familiar. To- the first two Toy Stories, I think, are still at 100%. Oh, all okay. All these years later. And who can forget Jerry Seinfeld's B-movie? <laughs> Oh yeah! <laughs> just see, I just I was just talking to somebody about that the other day. Then somebody brought it up. A bee falls in love with a woman. Of course, yeah, that makes sense. This, or, sorry, this isn't the bee movie podcast. And calls her honey. You know, fine. You know, you know works. he made that pun in that movie. Like you know I didn't he see did. It. I just you know, yeah. Well, you probably just did like a whole line of dialogue just that's now. It. Hello, exactly honey. Right. Anyway, where we so, weren't. So yeah, now on to today's topic at hand. Eddie, Trey, we're talking about 2012's Joss Whedon directed and starring Robert Downey Jr., Jeremy Renner, Chris Hemsworth, Chris Evans. Scarlett. Scarlett Johansson. Mark. Mark Ruffalo. Clark. Clark Gregg, Samuel L. Jackson, and everyone along the su- all over the sun. And 2012's the Avengers. Earth's Mightiest Heroes. And also, if you guys don't know, out there in listening land, is that a place? Eh, Somewhere. Probably, they probably have diplomatic immunity. Over the rainbow. Diplomatic immunity. Lethal Weapon 2. Anyway, so, yeah, they're actually, uh, they called it Avengers Assemble in the UK. And as we discussed in a previous episode, Captain America... The first Avenger last week's episode, they actually had to change the name because of the Avengers TV series, which is completely different. Different, yeah. It's it's that with Mrs. Peel or whatever. Yeah, Steed and Peel. Which, yeah. again, I find it really interesting about that because, as I mentioned last week on the episode, and we'll pretend this is everyone's first episode because of the whole Stanley theory of everyone's comic is might be their first. Yeah. The whole story is basically it's funny that in the UK they call them the Avengers Assemble. And in the in the United, the United States, they came out with a Batman 66 meets the Avengers comic of, you know, Steed and Peele, but called it Batman 66 meets Steed and Peele. So the point of that story is I like stories. <laughs> well, I remember years ago when we used to have a video rental place called Blo- uh, the Boob Tube around here. Oh, yes. yeah. Yes. And uh, I remember seeing something, the Avengers, and I was like, what, they made an Avengers movie? And I remember renting it. I was so just <laughs> <laughs> what, We mentioned what, this, what too. Yeah. When I, when I, when I UK, saw UK, black I, and white. I mean, I who are who these people? I, she was, she was, she, I don't mind it, but the yeah. whole scene, the, th- the scene with the teddy bears, I'm like, what, what, what is this? Oh, that's right. They remade it, yes, with Uma. Okay. Yeah, every, yeah, yeah, yeah. And everybody's dressed up like teddy bears. I'm like, what is this? This guy's going to be the Hulk, right? This guy's going to be... <laughs> Where is Hawk Guy? Like, what the hell am I watching? I think just for the heck of it, I have to go watch both of them now. <laughs> Do a double feature, Avengers and then Avengers. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so this movie came out and it is the culmination of Phase 1 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. started with Iron Man 1, and it finishes off with the Avengers. And they assembled. 
and it was and it was good. Yeah, something you never thought they'd do. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, when, when Samuel L. Jackson first in that first post-credit scene, yep, teased the Avengers. I, I, I like everybody else was was incredibly excited, but in my mind, I didn't think they would actually get to do it. They, yeah, like maybe like, like abandon no, it. There, there's no way they're gonna pull this off. It's like the local uh, musician. Eh, eventually, we'll record an album. Never does. Yeah, well, it's, it's like <laughs> it's like you know here with in in our area in Sullivan County, New York. We've been talking about getting gambling in, in casinos here for decades. S- yeah, since the '60s, and now we're finally getting on in a couple of days. The first one is finally opening, but we had to jump through. I, I, st- I still won't believe it until it's open. And then Wonder Woman's going to show up, and finally we have <laughs> Wonder Woman in a casino. We've waited seventy something years. <laughs> wow, I'm not missing that. <laughs> Put the show on autopilot. Linda Carter and Gal Gadot. I've been waiting for Gadot. <laughs> Wow, how long has we waiting to do that one? I don't Jeez, know. That just happened. That's a moment, and I was here to witness it, I tell you what. Legit, uh, indeed. Absolutely That's positive. the loudest I've ever gotten on a podcast, and it was with the word legit. Oh, my. What's wrong with me? I'm getting too old for this. All right, Danny Glover. Let me give you a little insight into seeing Avengers. And when it was in in 2012, of course, and I the guess year of our Lord, Memorial Day weekend, free comic book and day weekend. The first, too. yeah, the first time I thought of going to a movie, a Marvel movie in costume, and it was in the old school Captain America costume, complete with shield. No sooner do I make it out of the car and start to go across the parking lot. When a young child spots me and the mom has to take my picture with the, you know, my wife and father-in-law at the time don't want to be anywhere near me. So they say, you wait here, we're walking ahead. So have I. I know that feels. So you know how it feels. So 25, 30 cell phone pictures later, and I just wanted a picture in front of the the movie billboard poster sign. Fine, you know. I didn't think this would happen. (laughs) I just wanted to hold a shield. But it was unreal because it had not been done, at least in our area before, in Orange County, New York. A man holding a shield? <laughs> the whole shebang, this Captain America coming to see the Avengers. And and when we got into the theater, we had there were five of us in our party. We had no choice but to get to, I think, the second row. And so I walked into my seat and turned around and made believe I spotted somebody at the top end of the theater. And the crowd went nuts in a good way. No pelting, no throwing of anything like that. Captain America, you know, the first movie, Bring on the Dancing Girls. So it was very well received. One guy turned and said, my wife's not going to believe this. Can I take your picture after the movie? You know, it was very cool. Unfortunately, later that same year, on a very down note, was the Batman... Dark Knight Knight, uh, Rises. Right. No one comes out. And you have the unfortunate Aurora, Colorado movie theater shooting. And that changes things right there. No masks and, you know... Everything is tightened up security-wise at the theaters, yada, yada, yada. But that's my experience with seeing Avengers, and that was just a great adrenaline rush for me to to do that. And you know what? Make people happy, something to talk about at the water cooler thing, whatever. So what? Who cares what the, you know, it's it's fun. And I know for the, myself, I'm going as a Star-Lord yet again for uh, Avengers Infinity War. Yet again, like you've done it ad, ad nauseum, you have not. I've done it once. Once, and that's it. So yet again. <laughs> that's a sentence I really did not want to say out loud. <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> anyway. Yes. Leave that in. Don't edit that out. Oh, I probably won't. <laughs> but yeah, so this movie, I thought it was pretty good. We got to see them assemble. They did their avenging. There was a Coulson. 
I liked it. Sure there was. It had to start in the beginning when the Tesseract has awakened. That's the beginning of it with Coulson and Hill and Maria Hill and Nick Fury. And apparently Loki comes up and, well, he's not dead. Loki with, as Kevin Smith calls it, the pokey stick. So the Loki pokey stick. I have no response. Most don't. So. How do you respond to that? No. Sometimes the best way is not. I would say with this movie, they, they definitely did a really good job with making people care about these characters, the interaction and the, how do I say it, with the situation with, you know, Hawkeye, you know, where he changes his demeanor. They do such a great job with the tension and everything in there and the buildup of them all, quote unquote, assembling it. It's perfect. Well, big tension thing, of course, is when you're introduced, the team is beginning to get assembled and with Black Widow starting off and then her being commissioned to bring in the big guy and the Hulk who's actually, you know, lured in into the other or outside of the village in the the far off country where he's, you know, hiding. Transylvania. Being, being, you know, hopefully uh, not getting upset and so on. But but just as they're talking, then he all of a sudden says, stop lying to me. And she draws the gun on him. Oh, just you and me. All right. Sure. Stand down. Right. Mm -hmm, Fine. But yeah, tension there for sure. No question. Now, I would say the thing about this movie that a lot of people talk about is the direction by Joss Whedon and the level of quips and just funny lines throughout the whole movie. Would you say the level of humor in this is beneficial to the film or hazardous to its overall, you know, tone? I would say it helps. I would say it helps. I mean, it's very Joss Whedon. Uh, his style. If you've seen, you know, Buffy or Angel, he that's he's very big with with those quick quips and then dialogue. And you could have gone the other way, and we've seen other superhero films, and I'm not going to mention the DCEU go without the jokes, and we all know how some of those films turned out. BVS. They got hero cake. <laughs> <laughs> but um, by the ocean, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> No, but um, I, I think I think it helps. It, 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 uh, it comes down to it, it; it's a comic book movie, you know. You know, we're not going into these things to see, you know, Citizen Kane or you know, The Godfather or something, you know, serious and, and dark and brooding, you know, like that. You know, the we Notebook. Go to have fun. So. <laughs> Did you just drop a reference to the Notebook? Just <laughs> something serious, and I didn't even see it, but it was just some just totally opposite and <laughs> down. I don't know. No, we okay. go to see we go to see these movies to have fun. That's and, right, and, and to get away from the Notebook. <laughs> yeah, especially to get away. <laughs> get from away, the far, far away. Absolutely, no. The, the quips are there, and it's great. It's a comic book movie. It's going to be comical. I don't think it was too over the top with them, but those reference, those you know, those funny jabs are are great. Yeah. I think you know you can get them, you can not get them. It just keep, but it keeps rolling. It doesn't hurt to have those. It's not a detriment. It doesn't take away from the line of the of the film. Yeah. Now, would you say the action, is it paired well with the comedy? Oh, yeah. I think it uh, it has its place. It uh, complements. It goes well with a Beaujolais um, <laughs> and a side of beef. But it, it, they pair very well together. There's equal parts action Eddie, and just comedy. just French words. You know that. We. <laughs> yeah, someone who took French for like six years in high school, I probably should know that. No, Between... No. Middle and high school, and I have no idea. <laughs> it's out the window. Can they, they, tell? They, they could be real words. I'm not sure. Ah uh-huh. ha Creme brulee. <laughs> we just offended so many potential French listeners with oh. this episode. You do realize this. 
<laughs> Merci. <laughs> oh, they will be showing none of that. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> okay. But we digress. We are stricken. So, <laughs> you're saying this, as the council said, Asgard is declaring war on us? Not Asgard, Loki. Now, that, you know, could have been a jab like that council doesn't know Jack about what they're talking about. Fury's got to put him in line a couple of times, you know, about making the decision later on. He said, just because I thought it was a stupid-ass decision doesn't mean, you know, I agree with it. But there's a digression also. And then, of course, the segue is saying that you had war, and war is won by soldiers. And here's the Captain America entry into the assembling part of the of the movie. And that, by the way, he's resuming or continuing where you saw him at the end of Captain America, the first Avenger, boxing, punching bag, yeah. knocking that crap out of the punching bag and <laughs> having to go to a known because he just blew the blew the hell out of it, knocked it off the chain, and then he goes to the next one, right, and has a scene with, with Fury, right. Now let me ask, because we have that scene, the post credit scene from Captain America, the first Avenger. Do you guys feel it was a good scene to have as a post credit scene for Cap? Or was it a waste of it? Because all it was was, hey guys, just to let you know, this is what we got for the Avengers. Click. I feel like it was kind of a waste. Like, they could have yeah. gone with something. They did the same thing with, uh, what was it, one of the, I think it was uh, Civil War, where they, in, the, in a previous thing. It they, was they, Ant-Man. With it stuck, yeah, and I, I know a guy when uh, Bucky was stuck in the in the machine there. Yeah, um, okay. I, it, it's cool that they do that, but I, I, I don't want to, we've already seen it, you know. Yeah. We don't need to see it in the next movie. No, it's a pre- it's a preview. Here's what's coming up next. Without putting those words on the on the screen. After the I think it messages. works. It flows. That's right. After we'll be right messages. back. <laughs> wow. When and <laughs> where a, was that? I don't know. Forty. Ah <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, I think. I think uh, using that, it could have they could have gone with something completely different. Yeah. Like even just a one, two, three joke. Like maybe like. Uh, yeah, to leave you going, what the heck was that? Where did that come from, man? Where, what does that mean? Personally, my oh. scene would have been the Hitler impersonator from the beginning when he just keeps getting punched over and over. Oh. He finds out Cap is frozen or whatever. Oh, thank God, I can finally stop getting punched by this guy. And a block of ice slaps him in the head, maybe. That would be good, yeah. And then all of a sudden you see a guy go, hey, aren't you Hitler? Punch. <laughs> Perfect. That's it. Or just from the from the mustache up, coming across the screen, maybe. Who just knows? Ominous. It's Yeah, it's... You see Hitler's mustache and the Jaws theme song starts playing. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> that or that. Mm-hmm. Whichever okay. one works. Terrific. Okay, goody. Mm-hmm. But anyway, now one of the other things, by the way. So we get the Avengers assembling. Guys, this is the first time in motion picture history with the Avengers in a lot of ways that we see a gigantic group of heroes merge under one team. We never really saw that in films. We, you know, we would get hints of uh, a Justice League in the, you know, other Batman movies over time. Yeah. Like, for example, yeah. just there little references to Superman. Superman yeah. That's about it. We never saw a group of characters converge together. And it's something very special. Like that, you know, we never, we waited so long for Wonder Woman. We waited this long for an actual team to form in a movie. Yeah, and, and that's when I thought, when, like I said earlier, it'll never happen. I didn't think it would, they could possibly do it. When that movie released, I was... It was exciting. Yeah. It, it changed movies, cinema, for forever. Now everybody's going to have a franchise. You got Universal announcing the Dark franchise last year, then they dropped The Mummy with Tom Cruise, and that that not only is the Universal, the Dark franchise dead... I didn't even know it was sick. Again, I'll make that joke. <laughs> no, no, it's dead. They've got like an empty building sitting on the Universal lot 
with that just full of the old you know Boris Karloff and and uh, Bela Lugosi stuff that are just sitting there collecting dust because I think they they closed the offices down. I heard that somewhere. Oh boy. Wow. That, 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 that movie was I mean, the movie was terrible. I haven't seen it. I've wanted to watch it, just out of you know morbid curiosity. No pun intended. But, <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> but you know, with all of this going on, like the Avengers was an idea for like a number of years. You know, yeah. when they were going to start working on this, they started announcing the film in two thousand five, and like it was in development for almost you know ten years. So to see it actually come to fruition. Yeah is pretty crazy, you know, because we have, like, again, the original thing was supposed to be this movie, and then it did happen. It actually yeah, happened. Well, if they were talking about it since 05, and with Iron Man starting in 08, there was a lot of time to think and rethink and plot and figure out how we can make this work. And so kudos to that whole process. Instead of being two years from when we just thought of the idea, hey, you know, and then maybe scrambling to put it together and it not be as good as it did come out to be, so. Yeah, and then that's where I got to give Marvel and Kevin Feige all the credit because it's a legit, I mean, it could have been a complete mess. I mean, there's a lot of characters at the time, what I thought was a lot of characters to, to follow. Haw- Hawkeye kind of got, you know, put to the side, but, you know, they made up for it in the second one. But um, it, it, it's a legitimate good movie, and it's, I've, I just watched it recently. I know it's on tomorrow because I've seen the commercial 35 times in the past four days on USA <laughs> tomorrow night, 8 o'clock. <laughs> it, it, it's going to be on USA. Uh, but um, it's, it's a legitimate good movie, and it still holds up. You know, Even even 10 years later, the, the all the Marvel films uh, are, are, are very good. I, I, I think even the ones that I would consider the worst of the films are still you know, rated. You know, if you go by Rotten Tomatoes, they're still all fresh. Yeah, which is amazing because to get a consensus on you know one film, yeah, you know, for for I, I it's hard to get you know ten people in the room to 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 agree that a, an ace and a ten is blackjack, and to get you know <laughs> what eighteen films now all certified fresh and now with with uh, Black Panther at a hundred percent so far. Oh yeah, you know, ten years later, it's 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 amazing. Now. What would you say is the biggest challenge that this movie had that it managed to accomplish? You know, it's overcome. Keeping the thread of the story together, I think, and not getting caught up in each individual character's little nuances, possibly, yeah, yeah. and having them continue to flow and them work together as a team. And, and, and not you know, going towards one character over the other, you know, because at the time, you know, Robert Downey Jr. is, is probably at the, that time was the most iconic of the group of, of the basic film goer you know obviously people like us we know the comics you know we know these characters a lot better iron man was considered a b-movie character when that first yeah. movie came out yep. I, I don't understand because it's iron man you know, i've known iron man for years good friends went to school together <laughs> yes, We're buddy yes. buddy yes we did uh but um he had a hell of a pool <laughs> <laughs> no but it but uh you know but in in the the general movie going public you know he was the best probably well known of of the group he, he had what two movies yeah up to that uh everybody else just had one yeah and uh and right after this one phase two starts with iron man three yeah. i actually in talk, our next episode i talked to a friend the other day about you know this movie with you know iron man and he goes I'm surprised Iron Man 2 got a sequel, you know, Iron Man got a sequel before all these other movies only by the third one. 
Yeah. You know, and it's like, wow, really? Phase Phase One and the third film was Iron Man Two. Shouldn't it be like you know somebody else? Yep. No, Iron yep. Man. And I think that was maybe a change because I guarantee the Phase One was supposed to be Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, Thor, Captain America, then Avengers, and then they're like, nope, we're gonna throw an Iron Man Two because <laughs> we we're, we like money, like realistically, and it's smart. Yeah. So. And it shows. I, that's one of the lesser of. I mean, I still like the movie, but it, it's not as I wouldn't put it up there with, let's say, Guardians. Yeah. Or Civil War, or or. Uh... Or Howard the Duck. Yeah, you know, it's <laughs> the masterpieces. Quack quack. Man, quack, there. Quack. I, we've discussed it. There is going to be a Howard the Duck episode. It's not MCU, but we. There's a very big possibility we'll be covering that train wreck. He's going to get a shot. Yeah, Eddie, you have seen the movie, right? No. Oh, oh no. No. Oh, no. Well, let's just say there's this one scene in the beginning. He's actually reading Play Duck magazine. Perfect. Perfect. To quote he, nostal- he is that kind of a crass and foul creature. To, to quote Nostalgia Critic, that one scene, you know which one I'm talking <laughs> yes, about. Yes, Duck tits. <laughs> Trapped in a world he never made. Oh, I wish it was never made. <laughs> As a Steve Gerber fan, like that's the that's one. That's where I saw. That, thank you. You just nostalgia critic. That's where the B movie came yeah. from. Yeah. Oh. Recently, that that that's where. I, that's why it was on my mind. Man. But yet, but yet, in the Marvel comic book universe, you're still going to pay a somewhat pretty penny for Howard the Duck number one from you know 1976, I think. I got mine for three dollars. Kind of thing. Still, beats that quarter. You know. Well, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so. I would say I'll be ready when it's Howard the Duck time. I'll be ready. I have that. I have that run. <laughs> no, 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 nobody's ready for that movie. Uh, it, it's yeah, like I'll be, I'll be up to you. I love how Eddie's essentially like it's like he's getting ready for a big fight. Like he's Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be ready for it. I'm ready for you, Duck. I'm ready for you. He, he's, he taping, he's taping. He's taping his fist. <laughs> oh my god! I must break you. Oh <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, man, that's it. Go for it. But yeah, I would say the interesting thing about this movie is also the recasting of a certain character. Yeah. And it's a very the film's benefit. hulking kind of character. Oof. I'm, of course, talking about Galaga Guy. No, I'm talking about... Which, by the way, if you check out the Marvel Cinematic Universe Wikipedia uh, page, there's an actual character <laughs> called Galaga Guy. And one of our questions, by the way, was from Joe Abraham going on about, was there a purpose of the Galaga Guy, or was it just an inside joke or a reference to something? And what it actually is, is apparently it was an improv line, I'm guessing, and they just threw that on the screen because the character looked shifty. So that's what he was doing. He's playing Gallagher. Shifty. Why not? See, right away I, I, I went to Gallagher, and I said, wait a minute, there was a reference back there in, what, Iron Man 2 with a drunk Tony Stark in the Iron Man armor and the one girl throwing up the watermelon and him pulling a Gallagher and blasting it to smithereenies with his chest ray. So Gallagher, yeah, the comedian. If you don't recall that, with, there you go. With the hair, yeah, exactly. With the with the hair, the <laughs> on hair the, and on thing. the side of his head, not on the top. I don't think. With but but with the yeah. portable desktop that would strap to his his shoulders or something, right? And he would have his own wastebasket. Comedians were a little weird in the eighties. Well, they, yeah, a lot Sam, of props. Sam Kennison. Sam Kennison was good. Well, weird, just like appearing and the way he sounded, and you know, way he changed his voices. You know, so now going back to the Hulk, let's get back to yeah. This is interesting because this is the recasting of the Incredible Hulk, and this is actually the third movie version of the Hulk we've seen. We started with Eric Bana, okay, then we went over to Edward Norton, 
who I like as an actor, but he was just wrong for that part. And then finally, we go to Marcus Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. It was great. You have to recast the Hulk. You have to think about this. Every time you're going to do another Hulk, except for this one, you have to recast because he always breaks the damn mold. And the funniest thing is, you know, while he's filming this movie... All right, it was bad. You don't have to just run over me like that. (laughs) It was bad. (laughs) I wouldn't like him when he's angry. (sighs) Me too. Or hungry. Eddie, yeah, I wouldn't like him when he's hungry. I I have to work with this man when he doesn't get his midday meal. It is not pretty. (laughs) No, no, it's not. Are you a hobbit (laughs) with multiple meals? Or a cat. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) But, yeah... Basically, what ended up happening was, you know, during the filming of this movie, Mark Ruffalo was actually talking to Joss Whedon a lot, saying, are you sure you don't want to recast this part? Are you sure? Are you sure? And Whedon actually loved his character, version of the character, because he always looked nervous, on edge, and all that kind of stuff. I want to tell you what. I was partially, I will tell you right here and now, whether I get any backup on this or not, I was partially helpful in Mark Ruffalo studying this character. This is one of my favorite stories you have. I want to, I want the people to hear this. Because my wife met his wife. And in discussion in 2010, I'm going to say, maybe 2011. Probably 2010, yeah. And he's, you know, been signed on for the role and, and whatnot. And I guess he's just trying to get together any and all research materials. And it was asked of me if I had something. And from DK Publishing, the... Uh, Incredible Guide, the Ultimate Guide to the Incredible Hulk, was lent hardcover form to be passed from my wife to his wife to him, who in turn signed it to Eddie, Hulk smash, Mark Ruffalo. And that's technically the very, you do realize you have the very first piece of memorabilia, anything with the Hulk signed by the Mark Ruffalo. I think so. Marcus, if you will, and you did. I I did, and I probably never will again. (laughs) Yes, please refrain. I will. <laughs> but yeah, I would say out of all of the recastings and out of all of the castings of characters in general, yeah. he is the best Bruce Banner. He is absolutely, absolutely hands down absolutely. the greatest. And yeah, I agree with Joss Whedon. Very nervous, very jumpy, a man on edge that you don't want to piss off. I love it. He's always angry. That's, that's his secret, that's Cap. That's what he said. It's his secret. You don't get to see his parlor trick, well, at least not right away, but yeah. It involves dishes. He just spins plates. <gasps> anyway. It's come to this. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. Cue the sad piano music. Jeez. From the TV show, for crying out loud. I would say, though, out of everybody, he he definitely had, no pun intended, the biggest shoes to fill. Because Hulk, well, Hulk doesn't wear shoes. That didn't even make sense. But I digress. Out of everyone, he had, like, really big shoes to fill. You know, Bill Bixby did a phenomenal job in the 1970s. Yes. And then, you know, you have Ed Norton, who's, eh, and then you have Lou. Eric Bana. Well, that's more the Hulk. The Hulk, yeah. But... And the Bruce Banner side. I, I feel... 
I've been on both. <laughs> so that's, that's a lot of costumes. Cue my costume. It, I saw him. I think I have that. Wasn't it at uh, East Coast Comic Con? I think it, yes. And you met one. the late Herb Trimpey as well for that. I did. Yes. And and yeah. Joe Jusco, who's also another Hulk artist, among many others. Yes, absolutely. Now, do you feel that he exceeded those expectations of what people wanted for this character? He definitely met him. I'd say. I don't think it was anything was didn't live up to a, a, a expectation kind of thing. Now, overall, we also have other characters in the form of Black Widow and Hawkeye. I keep saying Hawkeye just because I love the Matt Fraction run as much as I do. But we have these two characters, and they're not as big as, you know, Iron Man. They're not as big as Thor and Cap. But they're there. They're important accessories to the overall story of the Avengers. And do you feel that they were impactful with what they did in this movie? Black Widow and Hawkeye? Yeah. I would say so. Um, I, 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 I still love that scene in the beginning where she's tied to the chair. and Oh, and she does the <laughs> flippy stuff? I loved yeah. it. This, this, oh, yeah. Yeah, this idiot's giving me his entire plan. I love, I love that. And just the guy's look of disbelief. <laughs> like, Really? Like I said, uh, uh, said it a little bit earlier, Hawkeye kind of got pushed to the side. He wasn't really set up. I mean, he was yeah, he was in that one scene in Thor, but he wasn't really set up. So not a lot of people, you know. Again, I'm going on the mainstream, you know, people that you know, not everybody that reads the books, they didn't probably know who he was. So I could see why they did that. But once you know, towards the end of the movie, when he's back from the mind control and the big battle in New York, I thought they contributed to some to some good fun action and um, the movie would have been different without them certainly they helped round out the whole entourage of, of characters and I want to yeah and they, they helped fill in the circle for that circle man shot. that is honestly <laughs> one of the most goosebump causing scenes in the Marvel Universe when you hear the dun 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 like the beginning of this this episode yeah oh yeah Oh, it'll be the intro until we get a cease and desist. <laughs> Knock on wood. Well, no. it's, it's Disney, so... Gosh! <laughs> anyway, that was my Mickey Mouse. That's, it sure was. No, it's not a Zoidberg, but anyway. Just as long as you don't have a Mickey Mouse tattoo, then you're off the crooked. Oh, they end up uh, trademarking my arm. Yikes. You can only hope the residual on that. Imagine that. This is Peter's arm, a Star Wars story. <laughs> a lifetime of moisturizer. <laughs> that, that's your recompense. Now, in, before we get too far into the film, I want to r- remind you that once we get some of these characters put together and getting on the shield helicarrier, that we also see somebody who's been at least in one previous film, and that is Agent Sidwell, who this time is sitting at a bank of computers helping to track where the whereabouts of Loki, which is in Germany. So he's there, again, you know, in a, a little piece. As you recall, me having told you, I think in Thor is where he first uh, shows up. And you said, what, really? Yeah, so he's, yeah. And I forgot he was in this one, too. He will be there as well. So. <laughs> Good old Sitwell. Well, That's he didn't right. have as much of an impact as he would later on. <laughs> but we also have the appearance when they do find him and, and Cap goes out to fight and Black Widow flying an Avenger Quinjet type of a air 
vehicle. And Iron Man coming in with what song that you heard once before in Iron Man 2? Shoot to Thrill. ACDC, exactly, right. Now, so it's the second time that a same ACDC song is being used. Little note there. That's the thing I like about this with the introduction of Iron Man's character in this with the Shoot to Thrill, you know. It's kind of like a greatest hits compilation of all these different characters' moments. Yeah. And, like, this is why I'm really, really hyped for Infinity War. Because I guarantee when the moment is needed for the Guardians, we're going to hear, like, you know, a reference, like, maybe, you know, a 70s AM gold kind of song. Like, we hear, you know, what's it called? Uh, Hooked on a Feeling, right when they show up into the battle. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, like, the reference to them, you know what I mean? Like, what they're known sure. for, that kind of stuff. And, man, I can't wait for that. But using a ACDC song to introduce Tony Stank, fantastic. And you also have the first, speaking of Tony, the first hint or inkling of an altercation. It's strictly verbal. It doesn't go any further between Cap and Iron Man. There's the beginning of the buildup to Civil War, which, of course, you know now, 2020 uh, hindsight, rather. And this is where it's going to start. You know, go a few rounds. What are you without the suit? Put on the suit. Get a, you know. And that scene led to the fantastic Civil War meme, which was basically any time two uh, opposing sides would have something, it would end with the Civil War logo. <laughs> the Civil War logo. <laughs> so, I think, I would say, just seeing that, it, it's fantastic that they're planting the seeds for what yeah. is to come. Yep. Because you want to see already, much like in the comics of the Avengers, there is tension in the group. Just like in Avengers number one by Stan and Jack, there's tension in the group. They don't all get along. Yep. Like They're not like a Fantastic Four where, yeah, they can resolve their issues by the end of the issue, but they still love each other because they're family and the thing is wearing you know a purple spe- or a blue Speedo. So, Unlike <laughs> in the Fan Four stick. Exactly, where he was... <sighs> Pantless. <sighs> Just totally orange. And needed, Hanging needed, low. And needed another octave in his, in his vocal range. Lower. Yeah, exactly. But, be that as it may... Now all I'm thinking of is Mallrats, Brody's conversation about the thing, and I really don't want to be thinking about that conversation. Brody. Yeah, not Brody, Brody. You ever see Mallrats? Mall Brody, no, I'm going to Brody as in Jaws, Brody, oh, Amity. Chief Brody. Yeah, Chief oh, Brody, man. sorry. Okay, well, we need a plan of attack. We do. I have a plan. Attack. But yeah, I think when you see this movie with, you know, that dynamic of the negativity that they all have... Yeah. It helps, and it helps bring a lot into, you know, the overall scheme of things. And that's where these movies really shine, because you want to overcome that obstacle. You want to overcome this. You want to overcome that. You want to overcome the odds. You want to be the John Cena of movies, you know? John Cena of movies. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah, somebody that doesn't lose, you know? Yeah. Is that right? The underdog. Nobody else doesn't lose? The underdog who's not an underdog. Roman Reigns doesn't lose very often, but... But yeah, now I think when it comes to this, the idea of getting them all together, doing all that, you also have to have something to avenge. Because what are they? They're the Avengers. And I remember when Avengers came out in 2012, I went to a comic shop in Clay, New York. Where? In Clay, New York. Clay? Yeah. Not not what uh, Wonder Woman's made out of, but <laughs> no, that would be Davy and Goliath, Gumby. I don't know. Davey. Made out of clay. Okay. I don't know. Claymation. Eddie. 
Art Bill Clay. We're really talking about Art Loki now on this okay. show. What His name become? was on the roster on the bulletin board of the Nakatomi building. Clay. Bill Clay. Oh, I love Die Hard, my favorite Christmas movie. And Absolutely. Disney... <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And if Disney buys Fox, oh, it's oh, also my favorite oh. Disney movie. Uh, so here we are. Now I have a machine gun. I have. I actually made that into an actual sweatshirt. I was really proud of that. <laughs> but now I have a machine gun. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. It's the best. But yeah, yeah it's mass marketed. Okay, Clay. I had a conversation with a co- you know, guy at a comic book shop in Clay, New York, and this was after the movie came out. And we're talking, and he goes, "This is 2012, before we know about Agents of Shield." He goes, "Colson's still alive," and the reason is we didn't see him die. He's like going on about this whole thing. And it turns out he was right. <laughs> and he goes well, about him being alive. Yes, Coulson the... is the piece that has the Avengers avenge, yeah. and I loved that. Yeah. And you know, he didn't go off to another place. He didn't go off to another mortal plane. He went off to Tahiti. Tahiti. <laughs> so it's a magical I magical place. It, it really it's a magical is. place. <laughs> what would what do you guys think about that whole twist of ha- him being what they have to avenge? I thought it was the best way that they that they could have possibly done it, at, at least to come up with the with the group name the, the, to make the group name make sense. Yeah, it, it sucks that we had to lose him as a character in the films. We, we got the show out of it, which which is and isn't canon. Yeah, yeah it's hit and miss sometimes too with me. Uh, there are times where I like it, you know, a, you know, episode here or there. I'm, okay, good. It's, it's hitting its stride. Here we go. And then they just go and do something stupid. If you ever have the ability, go on YouTube and look up the Robot Chicken skit of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It is one of the funniest things you'll ever see. I think I tagged you on it, on Facebook, I Eddie. don't recall. I, don't, I didn't see it, though. But basically, one scene in it was a character talking to Agent Coulson. And they say, we need the Avengers. You're right. Who should we get? Can we get Iron Man? Nope, busy. Can we get so-and-so? No, in outer space. Can we get so-and-so? No. Can't we get so-and-so? No, they're dead. Can we get so-and-so? <laughs> and then you hear, I just p- kind of spoiled a little bit, but can we get Quicksilver? Yes. No, wait, he's dead. <laughs> Spoilers. Well, yeah, that's you know. for another episode. You didn't in the- see that coming? <laughs> I saw it coming as soon as I saw uh, Days of Future Past. Man. Oofa. Oh, buddy. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> If I could save time in a bottle. <laughs> Great sequence, man. I'm telling you what. Yeah. Now, this is the thing. If we do lose the X-Men movies because of the whole Fox deal happening, yeah. I am get, I, I do hope they find any way, shape, or form to bring his version of Quicksilver in because, my God, those scenes are fantastic. Yeah. I, yeah. I've had conversations with people, and they said, oh, it's just a rehashing of the other scene. I don't care. But I loved the sweet dream scene with sets of the Eurythmics. Fantastic stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, in this movie, we're you know getting the seeds also to what is going to happen with the Infinity Gauntlet and the Infinity War and the Infinity Crusade and the Infinity whatever. Guys, what did you think of the incorporation of the Tesseract being one of the major plot points? Oh, why not? It was it's the crux of uh, you know what's what's going on. It's what everything else is circling around. It seems. Yeah. Uh, and it still took me a while to call it the Tesseract. For for years, I called it the Cosmic Cube. Yeah, and I, I mean, it is the Cosmic Cube. <laughs> That's what, when I first saw it, I said, oh, yeah, Cosmic Cube. I related that with, I think, having seen it in um, 
Captain America in the Marvel 2-in-1 comic book with the thing and, and Quasar, for example, in that whole, I think that was a Project Pegasus storyline. Man, to the, un- yeah. to the uninitiated, you saying, with the thing, <laughs> it makes it sound like you don't know what you're talking about. Just for Orange pile second. of rocks. It's clobbering time. Bunch of Yancey street punks. See, now all I can think of is Arrested Development with uh, Tobias dressed as the thing. Daddy has to get his rocks off. <laughs> wow. Can I have an edit, please? Vanna, I'll pay you for it. <laughs> really? That's good cash. That's as good as money. And this is also the introduction in this film that we get of the Grimace, a.k.a. Thanos. Wow. I'm personally excited for the big reveal of Mayor McCheese at the end of Infinity War. <laughs> at least you're not calling him the big purple dinosaur. Or Big what, Mac. What about Birdie? Does she get no love? Oh, come on. I'm, I mean, I'm excited to see, you know, Captain America 4 when they fight the Hamburglar. <laughs> With his stupid domino mask. We know who you are. You're stealing the burgers. <laughs> Just leave. <laughs> Uh, wow. Okay, getting back. Take a breath. Lemon face, lion face, lemon face, lion face. All right. So, I would say, though, with the incorporation of Thanos, it also lends itself to be able to make the universe larger, and we just get more stuff out of it. Mm -hmm. Because we know, oh, there's more to this than just Earth? We're going all the way out into the galaxy? Cool. And, you know, we end up giving giving itself the Guardians. And that's an episode for another day, but, yeah. man, I, I like that usage of that. I like that usage of just characters that are needed for this. Because once you introduce a character like Thanos, the doors immediately open everything else. You end up getting the Nova Corps, which I used to pronounce corpse for the longest time. And well, you know, it looks like corpse. It does. It's it doesn't a, it sound like it doesn't sound like a dead body, but you know, <laughs> it could also be a bride. Tim Burton reference. Yes, that, yes, yes, I got it. Thank you very much. Uh, that's the joke. <laughs> but yeah, I think you know by doing that, it it helps and it brings a grander scale to the Marvel universe, and it makes it an actual universe as opposed to the Marvel continent. Yeah. And continent. Okay, got it. Now, what would you say? this film benefits from overall like in regards to what this movie does for the Marvel universe like what does it benefit the most from like one key element shawarma <laughs> sorry I skipped to the end I meant, I meant to do a head count I'll get to that shortly I would say what it lends to it is the sense of importance of what the team is you know they're needed for this world yeah I would agree with that and I also, I think what this movie does that a lot of movies don't acknowledge is the impact these heroes have in both the positive and the negative. You end up seeing at the end, yeah, they're going to have to fix this problem. This is yeah. not, you know, they're seen as both heroes and menaces. Captain America is treated like, why should we respect you? And then he immediately, you know, saves everybody and they're like, all right, we're going to do this, 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 and That's this. That's the perimeter. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. And just like just like Tony, just like like Tony, Stark said to Loki, if we can't protect the Earth, you can be damn well sure we'll avenge it. Here's the head count you weren't all been waiting for. So as, as he, as he uh, announces the roster, this is Tony Stark, of course, to Loki uh, and his glow stick of destiny. Your brother, a demigod, a super soldier, a living legend, who kind of lives up to the legend, 
a man with breathtaking anger management issues, a couple of master assassins, and you, you've managed to piss off every single one of them. It's true. That was the plan, he says. I have an army. We have a Hulk. And that's, again, this is a movie where a lot of iconic lines in the Marvel Universe originated from. Yeah. And, like, that, that's my secret captain. I'm always angry. Just some great lines. And there's one other person you pissed off. His name was Phil, who, earlier in the film, when Pepper says, Phil, and Tony says, his first name is Agent. But now, Tony, not Stank, turns it around and says, Phil. So he's come around in his, maybe, perception of Agent Coulson in this whole thing, perhaps. Just a little side note there, whatever. Plus, I like the use of multiple times of seeing this waitress in the destruction of New York. I want to say her name is Barb. I uh, I don't know if they gave her a name or I don't I, know right. They, they might have because I know I know in one of the deleted scenes there was uh, she was talking to a Captain America. Her name is Beth. Beth. And they oh, actually okay. they use her in the Lego Avengers video game too. <laughs> really? Oh they, my! They use her in that and they use her in Lego superhero Lego Marvel superheroes too. And she's a playable character because of course she is. <laughs> Lego playable. <laughs> she really? Oh yeah. She got some extra work. All right, that's good. Yeah, well, I know she was uh, in the deleted scene. She's uh, talking with Captain America as he's sitting outside uh, Stark Tower at the time. Yeah. And then that's where Stanley's cameo was supposed to come in when she walks away. Stanley turns around and goes, are you crazy? Get her number. So. Oh, wow. Okay. So that would, that's the deleted, deleted Stanley scene, too, yeah. then. Okay. They, they put him in the superheroes in New York. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love I love the usage of Stan in this one, too. Like It's, it's a very simple to the point, and in all honesty... This cameo, if he was still around, it would have been a Stan and Jack cameo. Right down to, you know, yeah. them sing playing, oh, why check, not? playing yeah, chess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that would have been awesome. That would have mm-hmm. been. And one thing, it's a controversial topic because in movies, you know, you see the usage of Carrie Fisher, Peter Cushing. Well, not Carrie Fisher. You see the usage of yeah, Peter, Cushing. Peter Cushing, people like that. What would happen if they got the rights from his estate and used Jack Kirby in a Marvel movie. Could it work? <sighs> Would it be disrespectful? No, why? I, no, it's not like you were going to put a dunce cap on the man or put a big red nose on his face. You wouldn't disrespect. You would put him in, in the framework of what he did, the environment that he created for all of us to enjoy. Yeah, no, I don't think it would be a I bad mean, what, thing. What they did with, with Peter Cushing... You know that that it's still that uncanny valley where it looks good, yeah. But it's 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 there's something just off about it. Carrie Fisher looks a little better, um, but um, if they, if they if they had footage of him from something else, like 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 uh, what they did in Forrest Gump, where they put him next to you know the president or or uh, you know John Lennon on the Tonight Show, you know, which is, you know, if they, if they could do that, maybe. Yeah, um, if they could make it fit and believable, right? Yeah. Or, or one of my favorite examples is a uh, an episode of Tales from the Crypt, where they have the crypt keeper, you know, talking to Alfred Hitchcock, right in the you know, beginning segment or whatever. Uh, but it's it's footage of Hitchcock from you know back in the fifties or sixties or whenever it was taken. If they can do that with existing footage and maybe manipulate the voice a little bit and have somebody else speak for him, a sound alike, maybe. Uh, but. Um, I don't know if I would want to see that yeah, if they recreated him like Grand Moth Tarkin in, in 
One thing, though, with the Kirby thing that I'm genuinely surprised about is the fact we don't have anything involving Kirby, like in terms of like a, like a background picture or something, like they've done with Stan in the Netflix series. Yeah. Like anything. Yeah, the, the, the PlayStation, yeah. And the fact they didn't do it last year for Kirby's 100th birthday in any of the movies, you know... Spider-Man would have been... Uh, no, no, he didn't work on... Well, he, he did. He drew he, him he, on he Amazing. Created, yeah. But nothing with Stan, or nothing with Jack, and that actually shocks me. Yeah, it's, it's... like it dawned on me because like they could have done something with Thor. Thor yeah. was you know one of his most popular creations, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You could have thrown him in something with you know Guardians Volume Two with Groot. Didn't happen. You want me to put the hammer down? Sure. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you could have done it with Captain America because he worked on that, and Stan Lee was an was an intern. Yeah, him and Joe Simon. Yeah. And see, so, yeah, it it just genuinely uh, surprises me. Yeah, I never actually thought about that. That you're right. There is no Jack. Kirby, there's no you know, Kirby Lane on a street sign or something. Even Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, they got that right at the end of the first movie. Where they go go to the warehouse on Eastman and Laird. You know, if you if you watch, <laughs> you know, Arrow, for example, one of the uh, scenes is. You hear Felicity talking to him and says, "All right, turn on Adams and O'Neill." Yeah, and I'm like, "That oh. that's genius. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Yep. Yeah, sure. That, that's yeah." Uh... So I get that. There, Even there, being a casual DC fan, I got that. Well, there there is no Jack Kirby reference in any of these, and unless there is, tweet you know us no, at I'm the at there, the Marvelists. If not this movie, there there's a Kirby reference. There might be uh, the name up on a marquee. I think possibly somewhere, or or possibly giving a credit to an individual as being named Kirby, or a fight. Kirby. It might have been a Daredevil movie. Kirby versus. I think it might be in there. Some there is a Kirby reference somewhere in the MCU. In, I think there is. Yeah. I'm going to actually post a, a question thread over on the Marvel Studios section of Reddit, and we will get our answer in between me probably being called an idiot, but... Well, no, <laughs> I'm, between. I'm, I'm, I'm racking my brain trying to think. Because, I mean, there's so many bizarre references to things in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. For example, Man-Thing is shown in Thor Ragnarok. And, and I have to see that to, Wait, to speak. Yeah. yeah. Man, I, I missed it. That's what I'm man thinking. Thing, what man thing? Was it a show, giant size man thing. <laughs> number two. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it show he shows up along with Beta Ray Bill in the same frame uh, in the uh, Champion uh, Tower or something. Really? Yeah. You see his face. I've only seen it, I've only seen the movie once. Uh, I gotta, yeah, I've only seen it once. Same here. Yeah, but I, I must have missed that. I got to go back and well, it's coming out in a couple of weeks on DVD and Blu-ray. I'll get it early on. And streaming. I think it's going to be one of those things where a Stanton cameo is a given, but a Jack Kirby cameo, I'm surprised. that I don't think there's been something. Yeah, at least like what they did with like in the, the Netflix series, you know, have his picture on the, on the wall in the police station or something. I love those, yes. those, Stan, those Stanley cameos because yeah. they're really, you have to look hard for these. Yeah. But... I don't even think he makes any visual cameos in Punisher, though, because you can't really have him in that because he didn't create the Punisher. He made the name. Yeah. Um, right, right. I've only watched Punisher once. I, I liked it, but I only, got, I only got through it once. I mean, there's a topic for another time, but all, I'm still behind on the Marvel Netflix shows. Yeah. But, yeah. It's like Hawkeye said to Black Widow, you and I remember Budapest very differently. 
We do. We definitely do. And Tahiti. And there's another, you know, thing thing about those two characters being in there that they have a past, which you, it unfolds, of course, in the subsequent Avengers movie to be not the past you might think of, or maybe there was a past, a relationship with them, but that evolved into Hawk guy having. <laughs> His own, his own familial unit. Oh, know? I really hope I can get you to drop a Spoder Man at least once. And oh, no way. <laughs> no way, Josie. And the Pussycats? That's exactly right. So how about Hulk and Thor bringing the Shatari down in Grand Central Station? How about it? And Hulk punching out Thor out of frame because he did not forget and, the earlier fight. Well, I think that was also a reference back to... Uh... The Incredible Hulk versus Thor. Yes, that. yes. I referenced def- the Defenders comic book issue number 10. That well, was... I, was, I was talking about the, the TV, sh- the movie, TV movie. There too. Not the, the trial of but the, 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 actual, Hulk, the other one. Well, the actual... Uh... Which, by the way, has a Jack Kirby cameo. Yes, it does. As oh. the uh, typist. Yes, it does. Damn it, look at that. Okay, no, I'm thinking of the, the comic book where it may have all started from. That's a classic battle. When I purchased it, that comic book was somewhat expensive. To get that that issue, because all that was of a five dollars. <laughs> yes, I think that was it, and that was some bit buku bucks for me. There's that <laughs> French thing again. <sighs> oh. We pass the fries. Okay. Actually, in French, I think un frit. Un frit, frittata. Thank you. Okay. Anyway, like Peter. No, says. those you have to pay for. <laughs> <laughs> Enough! I am a god, you dull creature, and I will not be bullied by. Puny <laughs> <laughs> god. <laughs> See the thing Back about track. the thing about Hulk and the thing about Hulk and the characters in this movie, the way he interacts with them, I love the comedic elements of how he treats Thor and Loki. He essentially makes yeah. ragdolls out of both of them. Yes. I love that. And again, it just shows the level of humor these movies have, but also just the strangeness of it all. It it works. Steven not yet. We, we're, we're still we're right. quite a few phases away this on that is one. true. <laughs> but he is in the preview for Infinity War side by side with an incoming Iron Man. And if you've seen it, have you have either of you seen the D23 or San Diego Comic-Con footage that got leaked like after everything? I saw a little bit of it, but it was like a really bad video. I was like, you know what? I don't want to spoil anything for myself. Oh, so man. So much cool after. stuff happens. Yeah, I, I know. I'm, I'm looking forward to Thanos throwing a moon. That, that, I, 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 <laughs> I heard that. Thanos throws a moon, and I, I, I'm, that's what I'm looking forward to the most. Wow. There's a team-up in the movie that I'm excited for more than words can describe, a character I don't care about and a character I love. So when that happens, man, that's going to be the best. I saw the footage, and I can't wait to see that on the big screen in front of me with my dumb 3D glasses on. <laughs> I'll, I'll probably be wearing my Iron, Iron Man 3 3D glasses I got from when I went to go see that in theaters. <laughs> I have those. Like, you can't, like, it depends on the theater, but, like, they make specialty glasses for, like, certain movies. Yeah, yeah. And I lucked out with my Iron Man 3 ones. You also lucked out getting a Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 poster. Oh, I sure did. (laughs) Hopefully that happens again at East Coast Comic Con. It'd be nice. For, it would be for, what would be Infinity War. It would be for Infinity War, absolutely. End of April for the ECCC. Yeah. We get leftover Blank Man posters. (laughs) Meteor Man. No leftovers. They all go. The other guys? <laughs> no, 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 from Blankman. The other guy. Oh, I was going to say, the other... other guy. I think it'd be great if we just get the other guy's posters here. <laughs> yeah, well, that too. Here, guys, it's Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg. Enjoy. Oh, my God. I yeah. want a David Allen Greer poster. <laughs> Perfect for any home. But, yeah. So, 
Before we wrap this episode up, let's get into the final analysis of this movie. Guys, overall, in the grand scheme of things, not the ranking yet. We'll get to that. But what did you think of this movie as a whole? Myself, I liked it a lot, but it did need some things worked on, which... Yeah, you know, it's not perfect, but it's also still a solid team movie. And I would say out of all the team movies we've seen, this is primo number one. Yeah, uh, I, I would agree with that. Um, my biggest gripe with the film is how they defeat the Chitari. You know, they just take out the, the mothership, if you will, and then they all just die. I mean, that, that was a little lazy in my opinion. But he went to space. <laughs> Iron Man went to space. Which was awesome, but, you know, why is, you know, taking out a ship on the other side of the universe killing, you know, uh, Chitauri on Earth. I'm just happy Iron Man's suit improved since Iron Man 1 where he could actually travel quite a few feet. <laughs> and yeah. and he could yeah, from the very beginning, right, exactly, and and maybe overcame that icing problem, unlike the Iron Monger. Yeah. Eddie, I'm yourself? giving it a five. Well, not, we're not five. doing the ranking. We're oh. not doing the ranking. <sighs> Hulk, wait. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of the movie in general? It excelled. Yeah. Eeyore. Absolutely. It, it, it could have been a total lazy. disaster. Like I said earlier, they could have focused too much on one character, but they, they it was well-balanced, and I think that's what really pushed it above and beyond. And, you know, this wouldn't be the first time... This I mean, this won't be the last time that Joss Whedon does a superhero team movie. He would go on to do Avengers 2, Age of Ultron, which we'll be covering in the near future, mm-hmm. the not-too-distant future, and not next Sunday AD. La, la, la. But anyway... What he would go on to do is he would go to the Distinguished Competition and do some of the rewrites, reshoots of Justice League. And you, can, when you watch that movie, you can tell the parts that are very Whedon-influenced, yes. you know, very quippy lines, very funny lines. Them just standing around talking and just, just the, the, the quip. Uh, I liked that. Yeah, so did I. And I actually thought Justice League was not as good as Wonder Woman, but it was a step in the right direction. Yes. For, for, for that universe, you know, after that debacle that was the theatrical version of BBS. What about Suicide Squid? <laughs> the first half, the first two-thirds of the movie I really enjoyed. It was, uh, once they killed off their obligatory, ca- uh, obligatory character in Adam Beach, what was this guy? Slipknot? Slipknot, thank you. <laughs> uh, shows it, how it, important he was. Uh, but I, 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 I like them coming together. You know, I, I liked, I liked all that. But that, that the last act was. If I have to see one, and Avengers again falls into this, one more portal in the sky movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to kill somebody. Heading off to the portal in the sky. I, I don't need. I, 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 don't need I, I can close machine. it. I don't need some machine creating a portal and bringing the Technodrome in. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, you know, let me just go back, Trey, to a point that you made about uh, the Shatari, Shatari getting nuked and, and maybe them taking the lazy way out of, of everybody else. The whole hive mind thing. Going down. Da- going down. Well, what about when, when Hulk catches Iron Man and he hits, you know, they hit the ground and we don't know what Tony Stark's status is until Hulk literally roars him awake. Was that maybe a, a shortcut, too? I thought that was just funny. Okay. okay. That was such a Gary Stu moment. <laughs> Not a Mary Sue, a Gary Stu. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, Clay. I, I, I would have liked to see the Hulk give a mouth-to-mouth, but... 
That's why he said That's what Rule 34 is for. I never... You didn't hear that, did you? No. (laughs) Please, no. No one wants to know what Rule 34 is. Freeform. That's it. Oh, sure. Let's go with that. (laughs) At least on one cable system. Oh, man. (laughs) Anyway. Superheroes in New York, give me a break. But yeah, I think when it comes to this movie... In the overall rankings in the Marvel Cinematic Universe for myself, as of this movie, the number six movie, Incredible Hulk. Number five, Iron Man 2. Number four, Captain America, the first Avenger. And this movie, number three, Avengers. Avengers Assemble in the UK, if we're going to pretend to do that, with a score of four out of five. And then we go into number two with Thor and number one with Iron Man with a four. What did I give it? I gave it a four and a half or a five. I gave it a five, didn't I? Did you give it a five? I believe I gave it a five. possible, yeah. Okay. Be sure to tweet at Peter Melnick with the hashtag ForgetfulPeter what my actual score was. (laughs) So, Eddie, yourself? Five. Five out of five. And where does it rank compared to Iron Man and all the other movies we've seen. It's up there, the same ranking I have for Iron Man at the top. So it's a tie? And It's a tie. And just like right after that, I have tied Thor and Captain America, the first Avenger. And then Iron Man 2 and Incredible Hulk at the bottom of the six movies we've discussed Interesting, so far. Interesting, though, that you put that at the bottom, Eddie, because I seem yeah. to remember someone giving me guff over that. Yeah, green guff at that. <laughs> but... It's Trey? it's just kind of tight all around. I know. Eh. They're they're high. The rankings are high. The the lowest out of five is a four. So I'm uh, very in favor of what they've been doing. Yeah. When they're hot, they're hot. That's exactly right. So now Trey, yourself out of five. Yes, I would definitely give it. I would say a four. And out of all of uh, Phase One, where does this rank for you out of the six movies? I'm actually pretty close with you. I would swap this and make it number two. And put Thor at number three. Okay. But Iron Man is is my, of, of the for phase one, Iron Man is my favorite. Yeah, they're very interchangeable. Although when I saw this movie for the first time, I never had it outrank Iron Man. Because Iron Man still, at that point even, was what you do with a superhero movie. Absolutely. Yeah. Perfect adaptation, perfect personification of the characters, perfect interactions between everybody. Yeah, and, and uh, Robert Downey Jr. was the absolute perfect pick for character of Tony Stark. I said that from the beginning. We always say this. Say that from the beginning. We always ask this. Who could you see play Iron Man anymore? No, nobody. It's really hard. Nobody. You can't. You can't recast them. Just like I don't, I can't see anybody taking over the mantle of Wolverine. I have some names, but... I I mean, I... I, I, And I remember when I first saw uh, the first Red Magazine article when they were first doing the first X Men. Who the hell is Hugh Jackman? This, this, guy, this guy's is six foot four. He's he's Wolverine. Is you know five is foot three at best. <laughs> uh, but but I, I can't see anybody else in that role. And it's always funny because who was originally wanted? Who did they originally want to play Wolverine at one point? Like Danny DeVito or something. Like that? Not Dan- no. not him, but another short actor who's very hairy. The one from <sighs> Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh um. Bob Haskins. Mm-hmm. Bob Hoskins. Because Chris Claremont, the X-Men architect of the 1970s and 80s yeah. and 90s, wanted him. Can't see it, but you never no, know. No, I mean, I like Bob. I mean, 
He's a great character actor, and I mean, I'm think, and I can only yeah, think yeah, off the top I'm, of my head. I mean, he, he, he made Made in Manhattan. Mario I Brothers think of. somewhat. Well, now the movie. No, he didn't. So, no, he didn't. He's <laughs> <laughs> badly casted, or just you know, he needed the money. He needed the check. Him and John Leguizamo, but uh, no, I think he needed the money with his cameo in Spice World, but Lord. But uh, no, nah, I, I I can't see anybody else as as Iron Man. And it's it's an interesting kind of thing because a lot of these characters, can you see another Captain America? You know, that's one you never hear about. Even that one, well, I think even with Wolverine, with Iron Man, the only way I could see another person doing that is if they do a prequel and it's a younger version of themselves. That would possibly be palatable, you know, and acceptable. That's it, I think. Cap, an Avengers story. (laughs) Bingo. There you are. There's your no, title. Don't, don't give him ideas, please. That's 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 not me. It's the it's the. This is other, this don't, is true. Don't give Disney ideas. This is true. I don't want to go to the theater that many times. I wonder why they said that the humans are unruly. They are not the cowering wretches we were pro- we were promised. So now, before we go, one more time, let's do that little rigmarole. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com/slash the Marvelists. You can find us on the Twitter at. The Marvelous. You can find myself at Peter Melnick, yourself at E. Wilson 959. You can also find us on Instagram at The Marvelists. I'm going to do that one just because. Sorry, Eddie. You can also drop us an email. <laughs> Eddie looked a little bit disgruntled. That's okay. I just want to know also He's at the got end. one job. <laughs> I just wanted to know why it's at the stupid, end. stupid, but he does. <laughs> How in the post credit scene can Thanos have such white teeth? He was played by a different actor. It wasn't Josh Brolin. He just loves brushing his teeth. <laughs> okay. Because Thanos grins. We see pearly whites. So. What's his name? From, uh, Brolin. Uh, uh, Wyndham Price or whatever his name was. An angel. I need to Allison watch Alison Hannigan's husband, whatever his name is. I okay. need to get into Buffy still. Like, I've heard so many great things. Like, it's still a good show. Uh, it's, it's dated. Yeah, but she's, it's, she's yeah. pretty hot. You see, yeah, we can get into her. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Wait, what? Are we still recording? <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> Hot diggity. All right. We'll see you at the shawarma joint. Well, 30 seconds of it at the end before Mark Ruffalo loses it, busting out. Well, did you notice You know how Chris Evans is sitting there with his hand covering his face? Like yes. That in that movie? That's because he had a mustache. I just want to say that was because he was filming another movie. I believe it was Snowpiercer at the time. A mustache movie. Yeah. So I'm just saying, you know, DC, take some cues from that. And <laughs> Just an entire movie of Superman covering his mouth. Yeah, that, that's all he has. Wow. We don't need to see his face. We really gotta go now. The thing on my chest stands for hope. <laughs> hey, can we? Hey, can we see your mouth, Clark? No. <laughs> I got herpes. Cal, no. But before we go, also, if you want to drop us a line, if you want to send us an email, questions, compliments, strongly worded emails, the marvelists at gmail.com and also once again go on Facebook rate, review and subscribe share the show five star by the way when you're on that iTunes and on Stitcher available for all iOS and Android devices give us a listen on there so you can stream anywhere in the world even Wakanda probably if that was real but it's not sorry guys now Trey before we go also how can people get a hold of yourself on these social media uh you can send me a pigeon <laughs> uh, I mean, I have Twitter. I don't check it. Uh, at TraceStoneSUL959. I'm sure a notification will come up on my phone, but for the most part, I, I try to stay off all social media because I can't. 
I don't like talking to the people that I know in real life. I don't want to talk to them. Makes sense. Makes sense. All right. So for Peter Melnick, I'm Peter Melnick. I'm Trey Stone. I'm Eddie Wilson. Up next, we're going to be starting phase two. Iron Man 3, because we're connected. Excelsior!